Thunderhawks are go. It's Amigos, episode 368. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Thunderhawks. Thunder, thunder, thunderhawks, go! Right. Oh man, that would have been a good opening. That's a too. good one. Maybe just, we should I mean, that's the it. second low-hanging fruit. That's the that's the short pack version that's of this right. episode. So, Aaron, you know, when we talk about modes of transport, yeah. if you had to go from most comfortable to least comfortable, these I'm talking about your common modes of transport. So I can't say like riding in the back of a three-legged mule or <laughs> right, something like that. Right. Okay. What uh, what mode of transport are you most comfortable with? Well, you know, it's I drive a lot, mm-hmm. and I get sick of driving. Today is a good example. I drove all I drove all day, like Cindy Lauper, and I would like to not drive. All right, so uh, I would say I really like the time I was on the boat. That was pretty good. And any time I get to be on like a nice air conditioned train, which that's a rarity, mind you. But that's nice. So I would say those would be the best ones. I would say you go ground transport over air mm. transport. Oh, God. But it's too big a hassle. And even once you get on the airplane, then you're sitting there and you know you've got to go to the hassle on the way out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm done with air. I'm done. I'm like flack. I'm just going to get in my jacked up van and drive everywhere, mm-hmm. which I don't have. Would and, you consider getting on a helicopter if the opportunity presented itself? I don't think so. I don't think I would. And I, the reason is... What's well, the twilight of your existence? Well, it's, it's not... That. It's because, you know, why take a chance? That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Why would, it's just like, would you jump out of an airplane? Would you get a hot air balloon? I mean, you could. So, I mean, you put that—that's where that's where helicopter travel ranks with you. Sort of a death-defying. Well, I mean, stunt. There's, a, there's a level of like you got airplane. Okay. You got car. You got boat. You got bus. You got train. You got airplane. Okay, that's the next level up. And then you got hot air balloon and helicopter. I put those in the sort of the same. And then you've got like those, but there's like a real weird carnival ride. Did you see that? That oh yeah, car, the one that, that like the one in flew Mexico apart. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that could happen. Mm-hmm. It happens. You right. Know? You hear about these? I wouldn't things. call that a mode of transport. Well, I'm though. saying, but it's the, I'm talking bungee jump. If you're asking oh, you're about death defying. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then at the very tippity top would be like hang gliding or you know those suits the flying squirrel Wing suits. Suit. Yeah. Like I see those guys. That just looks like madness. The mm-hmm. mini parachuting. Mm-hmm. I watched yeah. a guy do base jumping. These are the guys that climb. They spend five hours climbing to the top of a cliff just so they can jump off. Yeah. And that every, looks every terrifying. Part of that, horrible. that looks yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Not to mention you're worn out from climbing to the top of this mountain. Then you jump right off it. You know what's a, the horrible, since you wanted both sides, you know what's a horrible motor tester that I hate? And I'm sure glad I don't have to do it anymore, but you probably do, is riding the old school bus. Yeah. When you go on trips like the band and they don't spring for a good bus. Which they never they, do. Well, they occasionally, like when we went to. Uh, Florida. We oh, yeah. Buzz, yeah, you wouldn't like, go there. But I mean, but like, like normal if you're going to, like, for example, football Cincinnati, Tropicana yeah. Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good you do at Tropicana Bowl. There's not a limbo coming to pick you up. Right. You get back on the bus. Whoever built those buses, now, I haven't been on a bus for a while, but the, the, 
the 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 seats are like forty five degree angles. Yep. You yeah, know? there's no leaning back. And then you got oh, you're that sucker that's in the seat that's got the wheel well in it. You know that guy. <laughs> yep, yep. And then they still stick another kid in there with you. So one one poor sucker's got his feet up on that gimmick. Mm-hmm. You can feel the wheel going yeah, around. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that would be my least favorite. I still ride the school bus multiple multiple times a year. Oh man. And it's exactly the same. It's the same smell. The same sort of diesel mix, mix like uh, sawdusty. Like, yep, yeah. yep. And the the windows still don't open right. They yep, still they haven't are, solved that still problem. Have the yep, they've still got those things, and sometimes they open most time they are don't. Are we sure these aren't the same buses? They might that be. We use? <laughs> it's like eight twenty four. Yeah, four in the back. I think it's the exact same one. So yeah, to me, the worst form of transportation is one that does not contain a restroom on it, because I'm perpetually afraid. That I'm going to have to use the restroom and not be able to. Well, yeah, I can understand that. But so, what when that happens? What do you do? Well, I mean, I, I've done everything from uh, hold it to not hold it. Yeah, but here's the thing: don't doesn't everything not have a restroom except for a few things? Yes. Well, well so like you're when, pretty much both. When you're in a car, you have freedom to stop wherever you want. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Like when you're on like a bus. When or... you're on a bus, like when you're on a you know a school bus, does not have that 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 freedom. When you're on a freaking van going across Thailand doing a visa run over in Laos, that... you don't have you don't Unless have you're that. Unless you're in Flax van. Yeah, Flax he's van. Gonna have a t- he's he's probably gonna... got multiple bathrooms. He's gonna... Three bed, he's two bath. One and a half baths and that thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're right. And you remember my rant a couple of months ago for, about finding bathrooms on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing you've got to remember, especially in this part of the country, the good Lord gave the world to you as a bathroom. You can go That's true. pretty much anywhere you want. That's true. More or less, you yeah. know, when you're especially when you're a dude, you can just sort of, now. Have you ever have you ever considered buying the old trucker's friend? What? How much does she cost? <laughs> I'm talking about this special urinal cup. They, they, I didn't know they made a urinal. Oh yeah, cup. absolutely. It's got a handle on it. What is it? It's a. It looks like a. Look, looks like a jug. Yeah. But it's got a handle on it, and it's got an extremely wide mouth. And when you uh, when you gotta when you gotta answer nature's call, you know yeah. you're drive. That's when you drive with the knees. You mean you pee while you're actually still driving? I don't know how the truckers do it, but I, I but I, I've got one in my trunk. Can you stop for a minute? I guess you, you could. You got one of those in your trunk? You Where'd never you buy know. That? Uh, Amazon. What's it called? Trucker's friend? No, I just it's called? <laughs> it's it's got is a it lame a real name. thing? It is it is a real thing. Um, what if you had, don't have to pee? Can you use it for that too? You mean like Surely drinking out of? No, I mean for pooping. You know. Oh, number two. I don't That's think right. so. Well, I mean you could, but. You have to have pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, like yeah, a I'm not sure. Yeah, you got you to gotta have skills of an artist, as Man, they say. I hope no one clips this last 10 minutes of this show. <laughs> what is, what is the ball? How do we get on this subject of I don't know. pooping in a jar? That's not good. <laughs> now let's talk about this week's game, the pooping in a jar simulator. I wonder how helicopter pilots take care of business. Oh, jeez. In their suit, I think. Yeah, I think that's like, how they... Like I think diapers and yeah. astronauts. Oh, yeah, you Can always you hear about that. all the that. great astronauts, Neil Armstrong, John Glenn, oh, John Glenn, you know, and here they are. They're American heroes, and they're crapping and peeing in their suit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they crap in their suit. Do they I have a guy that, like, do they have, like, a second that works on their outfit? You know, like, how do you take that off? Well, no, I think they've got the flap, like the pajamas. Where do you poop on the moon? Listen. That's, what do you just... It's space junk. That's... I mean, wouldn't you, like, fill the suit on the vacuum of space kill you? You, well, know? you can't unzip a flap in the back of the suit I if think, you're on the moon. I think there's an airlock back there. That's what I think. <laughs> Man, we got to get out of here. Amiga News, yeah, hit it. it.
My God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Aaron. We're going to start this week with a story about uh, Civitas 2230. Okay. This is a <laughs> board game and a video game. Yeah. Oh, that sounds familiar. That is built using the Commodore Amiga A1200. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a. Uh, this is a board game, and it's got you know. There's the the trend these days with the board games is you have the what's known as the companion app. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so the companion app gives you other options, like plays a soundtrack. Sometimes you can play like little clips of videos and stuff like that. Yeah. It's supposed to give you a more immersive experience. Now, when you're playing a board game. How do you feel about having a companion app? Do you want to be looking at a screen while you're board gaming? So it's not like I would say, boy, I was way off. I was way. I was thinking something like the. You thought it was like the Trekkers friend. I thought it was like Odyssey Two. Oh, know, like okay. the board game. No, know, that, no, that is the integration. How far ahead of its time was that? Right. Except the Odyssey was the app, I guess. Yeah. Except the Odyssey was also playing the game. Yeah. So I guess the answer to this question is no, I don't like it. I want to have a, a board game. So if you're playing a board game, you don't want to mess around with technology. You just want to have the well, board I mean, game if, in if front of you. If you're playing like something like an, uh, that Odyssey 2 game, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But this, I mean, I don't know. This uh, is something that's It would be okay would... to keep stats and stuff mm -hmm. one for more of the complicated right, stuff. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm okay with it. Okay. Or those tables. You see those tables they've got? Oh. Well, it's, it's know, got the screen tables. on there. Oh, man. Yeah. We, could, we could get one of those. That'd we could if we were wealthy. Oh, yeah. Um. So this thing is on Kickstarter right now. You can pledge 50 pound and get yourself the solo player only edition of this game. Man, that's... Uh, what? <laughs> that's right. That's right. If you want to pledge 65 pounds or more, you get the Mercenary Pack, which What's I believe... <laughs> Who named these? Which Does I... that come with, a, with an assassin? This also includes a prize entry for a Sony Walkman. So What? Yeah. Who the hell wants one of those? This is a weird Kickstarter, man. Uh, so anyway, if you're interested in board games that were created with the A1200, or if you just like board games with cool pixel art, check out Civitas 2230. It's got a cool pixel art look, don't you think? Now, let me ask you one question, because maybe you said this and I just wasn't paying attention. If I just want the game right. for two players, right. me and you are going to play Civitas. Right? Right. We got our phones out, we're ready to go. What's that going to run me? Okay. Because I don't want the one-player version. For lonely geeks, right. I want at least two or more people. How many people can play? It, it is sort of weird that, oh yeah, yeah. So I guess actually if you pledge 50 pounds, uh -huh. you're only getting the first game in the series. Okay? 50 pounds and you get... That's right. To get the base game, the yeah. new base game, 65 pounds, a.k.a. $75. I don't know. No, the pound's way down right now. So we might I'm, even get a better I'm going game. off of what Kickstarter tells me. Maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is uh, 75. I mean, you know, I used to think that that was a lot for a board game. But if you go to a, a store these days, yeah. everything's a million dollars. Oh, no, it's expensive. But then I'll walk out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing that game, geek. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm not paying 75 bucks for a board, a board game. What's it made of, of solid gold? It's a lot of money. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. No offense to Gravitas. I'm sorry. His Civitas. name is Mr. Civitas. Mr. Really? No. Oh, okay. Because that was, that was, I mean, that was a good angle. What's next? All right, Aaron. This next one here is a little story about Guitar Hero for the Amiga. Oh, ho, ho. Okay. Now, I'm going to come right out and say it. This is not a new story, Aaron. Oh. But it ran across, it ran across my feet. I saw this guy's picture and I thought, boy. 
This is a guy that looks like he likes to play on the Commodore Amiga. We actually played this one time on one of the Amiga-thons, remember? Mod Surfer, Aaron, yeah. is the name of the game. I don't recall this. We so played, we played this, this on, well, on the it was, Amiga-thon? It was real late. Okay. It was, what it, it was during the Amiga-thon ports I like to call the angry phase. <laughs> so you may not have... It also was also lost to the in the eons of right. time. Right. I might have repressed did, those memories. Because I remember thinking to myself, how does this exist? Yeah. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So this is based on a PC game called Audio Surf. And uh, you can download it, and uh, basically, I guess you can import mods directly into it, which is crazy. Yeah, because I got tons of mods. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be, I, I never thought about it. You know, we, we do need to get this going. Look at that. Yeah. You got the ball. And this is one of these things you use the good old CD32 controller. You do? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's. I guess you could you could build your own. Well, you could play this with, like, the Mister, and then you could just hook up a guitar. Oh. You see? That, yes. That is a future stream right there. Yeah. That's a future and stream. And I've got guitars. I guarantee nobody's done that. i got guitars coming out the yin-yang. So those are just, uh, those guitars are just USB guitars? That's right. Man, that's right. Yeah, that's you awesome. didn't know that? I had no Have idea. You, played, you played Rock Band. I played, I've never plugged a Rock Band controller in. I've never owned Rock Band. I've they've just enjoyed a, it at other They've got a houses. gimmick for the PC that's like basically like a free version of Rock Band. Mm-hmm. And you just hook your guitar up and play it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. let's let's plan on doing some mod surfer at some point in the future. All right, sounds good to me, dude. I like that. That'd be fun. All right. This Plus, n- they won't kick us off the net for pirating the music. That's like, true. The, the mods are in the public domain. Yeah, Everybody knows that. that. Guess what, Aaron? Chris Edwards is back, and he's serious. You know why I know he's serious? Because he's wearing the lab coat and the special lab glasses. Yeah. What's the technical term for those lab glasses? Geek glasses? Geek glasses. You know? Have you ever owned a pair of those? No. Are you kidding no, me? I'm not that not bad. You. No. Not you. So, Chris Edwards is embarked upon another mission to, uh, in this one, he is uh, basically upgrading the CDTV RAM and he's also taking a look at the SCSI port to see if he can add a hard drive to the CDTV. Yeah, I watched this actually. This is what I didn't get to see. Because uh, the CDTV has a, uh, it's like, it calls me in a clarion call, a siren call. It's like, buy me. Mm. You know you must possess me. It I is want very to. attractive. But then there's another clarion call coming from my wallet. It <laughs> says, no, stay with the rocks. So I'm happy to report that Chris does, in fact, manage to install yeah. SCSI port to this thing and hook it up, and he's got a hard drive in his CDTV. Pretty incredible, huh? It's funny to watch this because him and Doug both have a gimmick. Where like, because you know you're stacking things inside of stuff that's not supposed to have stuff stacked, hordes of crazy cards, and mm-hmm. crap. so they're they're using like blank like uh, uh, sockets to stretch, make stuff taller, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's absolute madness. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they're doing it. And I did watch this, and yeah, it was, I was impressed, man. They're making something out of nothing at all here, to uh, quote the master. So good good stuff here. You know, what is the going... Do you happen to know what the going rate for a CDTV is these days? Oh, man. It's got to be... It's I don't know. I'll be honest with you. It's got... It's... it's you're in the thousands of okay. Okay, you know, it's not like we get a five hundred bucks. I mean, you go out and get one right. and pull our money. I was going to say because five hundred bucks that's a thousand. That's a lot. Not to that's mention, a lot I've got dough. a grand. Your boy, your boy Neil, over at RMC. Like I was watching his Twitter. He's like, "Oh, big announcement! Look what I got! It's an FM Town's car model." Ah, I saw I that. I wanted to reach through Twitter <laughs> and st- strangle Neil. It's like, "Boy, you want this, don't you?" And you get nothing. 
He's got these. Where's he getting this crap? Listen, he 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 posted a, a just a shot of all the boxes that he'd been sent, and it was covering the floor of the cave. I know, covering what I, the floor. Put him in a car, Marty. Yeah, are you kidding those me? Those are those are rare as hen's teeth, as oh, they good say. Lord. Anyway, yeah, I watched this. Good stuff. Uh, uh, from the man here. I also like his new Indiana Jones gimmick since he got that poster. You know what I'm talking about? So now he's got the thing with the map. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool effect. We need to have that. Except no, it just don't. goes from your house to my house. Thumb that up and it's over. That's, That's the end of the journey. 2.3 miles. Aaron, there's some hot Amiga news coming out of Indie Retro News. Oh, man, there always is. Dynatech 30th Anniversary Edition. Oh, yeah. Okay. This okay. is... I don't know what this is. This is a space-based economic sci-fi simulator oh, man. that has the ease of use that we've come to expect from Europe with games like Settlers with the good old icon-based menu system. Everyone loves Settlers, but you hate it. Because it's... the the, the If you were European, you'd love it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So if you are in the mood... For playing a game that has never been available in English before, it was originally, I oh. believe, only available in German. They've done a full translate. Oh, look at that! And they've added a even an English manual. Uh, you can get your hands on this thing. It is uh, it's described here as a menu-driven real-time economy sim and fairly advanced for its time. Hey, get this. Yeah. It's got cooperative slash competitive two-player split screen. Oh, hold the phone now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That. Uh, it says uh, the game revolves around building a sustainable market economy alongside 20 fully simulated AI corporations with various interleague production change and logistics management. We're I've been saying, I've been saying, I want a good logistics management sim. Listen, <laughs> I, I was just thinking that my, I can't manage my personal economy, so I'm trying to compete against 20 AI corporations in an economy <laughs> game, I'm screwed. I can't even win my own economy. I couldn't so. compete if AI was running like an a Atari 2600 <laughs> or, or a 2XL. I'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks, I mean, if that's your bag, this could be your bag. It, it, it does look very attractive. Yeah. Oh, now, is this something you're going to purchase here, Bodor? I believe that this is completely free. Oh, man, that's a good price. And uh, they, they, they fixed some of the bugs in the AGA release, and it says that the UI oh. has been polished to become what the BGA and AJ, AGA release should have been. I see. It's an unofficial remaster. Correct. Got it. So Correct. I, hopefully, Dynatech, the people that made it, won't come after him, but you never know. Yeah. That's, that's a, people get a little grumpy. That looks pretty good if you're that's your bag. I do like the multiplayer part of it. That might be kind of fun. It's our problem is we're dumb, right? That's, and then, so when you're dumb, this European stuff we can't mock it. It's just over our head. It's exactly you know, right. That's we go exactly shoot right. boom now. That's, that's what we got. That's what we do. You know, speaking of shooting boom, there's a new colonization fan game for the Amiga. Oh man! And it's by Theo, Aaron, your buddy Theo. Oh man! Finally, he shows up. Theo Theodrich. Nope, he's not my buddy. Oh, okay. I mean, he could be for doing this, but I've never met the man. Remember colonization? We played this a couple months ago. Uh, well, it's been longer than that, hasn't it? Was it's been a long time the, ago. The, the past is a mystery to me. Yeah. Uh, colonization was a game that I thought would be really complicated, but it actually wasn't that bad. Well, it was actually not that bad. Pretty good. Um, and uh, this is a game called Settle the World. Yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, this is part of the Amiga Blitz Basic Jam. Oh, man. Uh, another one of these. And uh, it basically, it takes the sort of the shell of colonization, or it borrows heavily from it, uh, and, uh, and makes it, you know, his own, as it were. Uh, I don't, there's not a whole lot written about what makes this different. And I have not had a chance to look, check it out, it but if, well, it's not it doesn't look anything like what we played. I'll tell you that. But if if you are a fan of colonization, then uh, I would love to hear your input on whether this game lives up to uh, lives up to 
the predecessor. You know you're in for something. I'm looking down this list. I'm like, this is all GUI stuff. And then I look, and there's four, there's five, six, six parts that are they're all, all menus <laughs> and GUI. <laughs> when you have to make six, six, how many, six four-minute videos, half hour of footage about the GUI. You, you've got, some might call it complex, but maybe he just goes really in-depth. Well, I mean, I'm, because know. I will say that it looked very different, you know, yeah. from what I'm used to. So that's, how, hey, listen, we like that stuff. Now, Aaron, we're going to round out our news update all here right. with a new video from our buddy. Yeah. Doug, it over does. at 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, he's out of the hospital. Yeah. He's been discharged. Yeah. And he's back in front of the camera. What's also, he up to? He was full of piss and vinegar, too. Yeah. By the way. Look Doug, at him. Doug, yeah, he looks great, doesn't he? For a guy was just uh, uh, up up the river there. Mm -hmm. Well, not in jail. I guess that's a good way to put it. You know what I mean? In the, in being in the hospital is kind of like being in jail. He was he was uh, laid up, if yeah. you will. I think he was probably ham and egging it a little. But maybe. Me. Maybe. But uh, he comes out here, and he comes out swinging. Because he, he's got this accelerator gimmick. But, like, it doesn't work with the new uh, kickstart. And, like, Doug, of course, Doug's not going to be like, oh, it doesn't work. I give up. No. That's for geeks. Doug's a super geek. Mm. He gets in there. He's going through old French fish discs and stuff. <laughs> he's going and rewriting the configs and stuff, doing all this crazy stuff. And then he buries the company for not get, doing this stuff. Wow. Also, the manual is in black and white. And it's all this isn't right. an, it's like this crap. isn't an edu thing, is it? No, you do that no, guy. No, this is just no. I mean, the thing is, he likes the product. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a. Uh, it's not the design of the product. It's the burial of the execution of the product. Mm. You know. And Doug tells him like, no, listen, you need to fix this crap. And I'd bet, because Doug, newsflash, this guy's got a lot of jack. Mm -hmm. When Doug says you need to fix your gimmick, that's a done deal. It gets done. Yeah, because this done. guy, he has a lot of sway. And so I have a fucking it'll get done. But otherwise, this is just just what the what the name of the uh, video says. It's a hard drive controller. I think it's got memory. He installs it. Uh, he likes it. You know, but except all the work he had to do on it, he had like... You know, so but yeah, this is good. It was good to see Doug back in the in the in the um, in the batter's box. I should mention, I was uh, speaking of Doug. I was listening to the new Pixel Gate. And by the way, if you uh, if you are a uh, subscriber to our uh, to our uh, uh, what is it? What's the name of our audio channel? Whatever it is, the Amigos. Channel. Oh, the yeah, the, the network feed. That's as it right. Were. Uh, you'll get Pixel Gate and comes up, and you should check it out. And this month is particularly special for them because. Tim Drew is in California. That's he's right. There with, That's right. He's there with Eric and Cody, and so this is a live show, which is neat. And, and they didn't just hang around the house while he was there. They yeah. went everywhere. Yeah, Tons of retro arcades, pinball museums, yeah. garden parties. But they were they had an interview with the Amy West guy. Oh, oh every time I hear that, I want to say Honey West. And so that, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you know, because about, we, we really screwed that up a couple we years never, ago. We've never heard from Amy West again. Well, we probably won't uh, after yeah, we buried thanks, her. You buried her. What? It was your fault. I was very kind to Sack I told down. you to resign. Anyway, they interviewed the head guy. Okay, Tim and, Jensen? And don't said, record me, man? And no, no, no. Not him. No, but that's not... No. you got all, Every part of that you got wrong. Oh. That was M, Jim, MJ... RJ Michael is, is the guy that went recording. No, it's not. It's it's the, the, it's that's the, what it's they the, said on the show today. It's the new tech guy. That's the guy. Oh, that, well, whoever it was, he didn't want record it. They explained why. It doesn't matter. RJ Michael's going to be there. But anyway, the reason I bring all this up is because uh, Tenmark himself, Doug, fresh out hospital, is still going to be... Driving over to Amy West. It's a 10-hour drive for him. I know. he. Did. Are you kidding me? And the thing is, knowing him, 
He's got Amigas driving the car, like That's a true. Tesla. He's That's in the true. back seat. I wouldn't do that, Doug, by the way. The guru will get you killed there. But he's going to be speaking at this thing. It's a big deal. I wonder year. if he'll be at the banquet. I'm always curious. You know, they mention the banquet a lot at, uh, at, at, in, in Sacktown. What do you think the banquet at Boot Fest is going to be well, like Well, we had year? that, whatever that was. The that, was that was when that soccer team had leftover Italian no, I'm talking food. about that the was night before banquet. Boat Fest started, you know. Oh yeah, I guess that, that was a banquet. That was sort of like a little banquet. It was yeah. good eating. Who it was it? Somebody picked up the check for that. That was day. that was Frank. Who yeah. else do you think is going to do? That was great. Do? But uh, uh, oh, look at that, Doug. Uh, Doug mentions he's representing Frank. For oh, fantastic! Too. Outstanding, Doug. Our our good buddy. We'll talk about him in a second. But anyway, I'm just putting over Amy West. It's in October. They moved it back. Good move because it's yeah. a thousand degrees in yeah. California. Good move. This looks like the. Uh, this is going to be a big deal this year because they had a couple COVID years and some down. I didn't realize this thing had been going for like 25 years. Yeah, that would be forever. 98, forever. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said this, the, the, the guy the interview was like, listen, because I'm not really into the Amiga classic stuff or, or Amiga retro. He's, he's into the same stuff Level Lord's into, the, the 5,000 Yeah, yeah the new, new generation Amiga. Yeah, so it's, it's like good. the new power generation. That's right. That's right. So it's, certainly it's worth, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just skip that. So anyway, Amy West. There you go. All right. That's and all speaking of Amy West, they're going to have tons of sponsors. And the king of all Amiga sponsors is the one and only Retro Rewind. Get the sign, Boat. Right you there. know, if I was going to place a sign on my gut, <laughs> it would be a sign yes. of Retro Rewind. Yes. Just like the Brit. So, you know, Retro Rewind is a one-stop shop. It doesn't matter if you need a new version of Amiga OS. Nah. Doesn't matter if you need some caps to recap your board. It doesn't even matter if you want some sort of a flash storage solution because you're tired of finally messing around with these discs for years and years. You're, you want to throw That's that grease weasel way. across the room. Listen, you're gonna make so, Paco cry when you say stuff like that. What you want to do is you want to head over to RetroRewind.ca and uh, fill your, your cart. Oh, I am? I'm sorry. This is why you can't use gut sign. Oh, no. Oh, no. I screwed it up with my gut sign. <laughs> what you want to do is you want to head over to RetroRewind.ca and fill your cart with lots of Commodore Amiga goodies. Diagnostic carts, wiring harnesses, IDE crap, all that stuff. And then send all your machines to Frank. And then you'll do the old swap a Rooney. He'll send you a bunch of parts. You send him your machine. And then it's like that thing where you got the goat and the wolf and you got to get them across the river. But the goat's going to eat the wolf. It's one of those situations. So at that point, that's when you use the promo code AMIGOS10. At checkout, the situation's resolved. You save some money. And you give a guy that really cares about the Commodore community your respect, your honor, and your money. Are we helping survive the goat? I'll, you lost me on that part. Well, see, there's a there's a wolf, there's a goat, yeah. and there's a human, and the wolf is going to eat the goat if you leave them alone together. Is this some kind of puzzle? Yeah. Yeah, this is no good. Well, no. Is it, there a phone component? To everybody this? already got it. You're the only one that didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's too hard for me. Uh, but I do like Frank. Bam! By the way, he also does Coco stuff. It's awesome. We love you, Frank. We love you. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the game. All right, bam! It's Thunderhawk. It Thunderhawks is. Go, Boat. So you know, this 
some of the games we play, I like that we I left it all the pirate stuff at the front here because that's what they want. Mm-hmm. But some of these games, the titles roll off your tongue. Like a, it's like a, a a beautiful noise, poetry, mm-hmm. and nothing rolls off your tongue like Thunderhawk A H that seven three H. I believe this game had an alternative title in the United States that was Thunderhawk something you'll remember. A H that seven three H. You know it's solid. <laughs> Especially for a mythical Thunderhawk. I don't think this thing's a real jet. I don't think so. Well, I don't think it's a jet at all. Whatever it is. Spaceship, low orbit, whatever the heck it is. It's a jet. It's a helicopter, but it's a, it's got jets. Anyway, this was released in 91. And believe it or not, Boat, this is from your old buddies at the core. The oh, yeah. Core, core yeah. design. Core design. Now, you bury these guys routinely. But I, I do. I think here recently you've seen the light with a core. Possibly. You? Really? Okay, well, that's good. They also publish this in most of the world, except uh, here in the USA. It's what, that's when the Virgin stepped in. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. This game came up last week. I was like, Thunderhawk AH-73H? That doesn't ring a bell. And then I lowered this up, and the second the second it loaded up, I was like, bam, I have played this. Okay, okay. And you know how I knew? Uh-uh. The epic opening cinematic. It is epic. It's a whole bit mm-hmm. with this helicopter landing at the White House. It's thundering. This dude runs out like anime style up the stairs, and he has this real husky voice. Oh, scum! How's it going? And so, and so here he and he goes in and talks to the president. The president's got a husky voice, and they're like, "It's it's time." Which the funny thing is, this cut doesn't make any sense to me in the references to the game because you go on like tons of separate missions. Right. So, well, they, is the whole world going to crap, <laughs> and they waited to the last minute, okay, now we're going to We're going to do, we're going to knock everything out in a week. Just yeah. boom, 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 boom. What did you think of this uh, eye-catching opening cinematic, Bo? Well, you know, we play Amiga games a lot. We do. And if there's one thing, sometimes I'm a trifle hard on the old Amiga. Yeah. But if there's one thing the Amiga does well, is deliver a good kick-butt intro sequence. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was impressed. But it didn't exactly make me believe that the game was going to be any. Yeah, well, I mean, still, I like it's because sometimes the openings are kind of they 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 don't age well or yeah. whatever. This one, this still looks great. And this it looks has, great. This one's also sort of uh, uh, you know artistically there's a, there's some license. It's not just some generic. I mean, this guy's face they're butt ugly. The guy's mm. weird. Well, looking. yeah, but that's what real politicians look well, like. Well, that's true. That's what they look like in their soul. Right. Uh, anywho, getting back to the game here. Now, there's a lot of interesting things about the game. For starters. Uh, this was coded up and the graphics were worked on by uh, Sarah Jane Avery. Oh, okay. This is the other game. Remember a couple months ago, we were like, hey, here are the games. Right. Uh, I can't recall what the first game was. Oh, I, well, I can't. It was Jaguar XJ220. Mm-hmm. And But this is another Sarah Jane Avery joint. Of course, if you uh, don't follow your, uh, your Condor 64, Sarah Jane's uh, laying out all sorts of crap on the, uh, on the C64 now that people are going gaga over. We're not really 64 guys. But I've seen some of the shooting stuff, and there was what's the uh, something other chronicles, the uh, Briley Witch Chronicles. Briley Witch people love that. They oh go yeah, crazy over they that. Do. If that's your bag, you know. Uh, but hey, competent, yes. Uh, like no know, knows the score absolutely. Uh, also working on this was a coder named Rob Toon, who worked on Carve Up. Mm, Remember that? I one? just played that a couple yeah. weeks ago. He also worked on Rick Dangerous, and then a couple other guys worked on the graphics. Jason G. And Mark Price, they both worked on Jaguar XJ220. So you got a lot of the XJ220 guys mm-hmm. in this game. Although, Roy, there's no but resemblance. Again, again it, well, it's a core design yeah. joint. 
And the music was done by uh, Martin Walker. This guy's done so much stuff, but we've crossed paths with him on Degeneration, which I thought had pretty good uh, gravity. Yeah, that game was sort of garbage. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, that was real good. That's the we game where that. you see the guy's face the whole time. No, no, no. You're, no, that's not that one, is it? Is that not what that no, is? Not, you're thinking or something is, else. is Degeneration the isometric that was the, game? That's the, okay, that that's game the is good. Yeah, I think it back. Yeah, I think yeah, about yeah. it. And Dragon Breed, which I know Doug's a big fan of Dragon Breed. Uh, ECS-OCS joint. Uh, this thing got converted... We're going to talk about these conversions here, but just to name off where it went. Uh, you, apparently, from what I can read, this started on the Amiga. All right, just get that out of the way. You had an ST release, a DOS, and then you had a, a, a DOS version for the for that Tandy 16 color, you know, that stick. And you also had, now this is a tough call here, a Sega CD slash Mega CD version. So I looked at the Sega CD slash Mega CD version. Mm -hmm. I saw it didn't look anywhere near the same to me. So you think it's a completely different game? Well, I mean... Because there was some controversy it. about that. It, I mean, I listen, I didn't play it. And so until I sat down and play it, uh, I don't know for sure. But, it but just on a same. cursory glance, it didn't And look I same. will say that the uh, of all the versions of this, the Sega CD <clears> version, <throat> it's far and away the most praised. About like a landslide. In fact, some people consider that the best CD uh, CD release for the, for the Genesis. Full stop. Really? But yeah. I mean, it is straight up. I couldn't believe how much people love that reviews. Great, the whole nine yards. Very popular. So, with all that out of the way, uh, here we are with another simulator. What does Thunderhawk bring to the table here, Boat? Well, I looked. I grabbed the bullet points to kind of this kind of summarizes what you're getting here. So it says Thunderhawk soars. You see what they did here? Thunderhawk soars above the rest with these features. A helicopter armed with the latest weaponry, electronic countermeasures, functioning displays, thank God, mm -hmm. and computer-aided <laughs> targeting. It's got non-functioning displays. That's Not good. Land that, land that chopper. Uh, realistic <laughs> missions involving actual military conflicts and contingency plans. A true interactive world, in quotes, outside your cockpit with other locations and characters that respond to your actions. And lastly, uh, campaign scenarios with a multitude of missions. And there you go. And so when you start this game up, uh, you are uh, asked to enter your name or a name if you want to remain anonymous. And you do it like right at the beginning. It almost yeah. reminded me of a copy protection gimmick. It did. That's when yeah. it first came out. I had the same thought. Yeah. Of course, I was playing the Farlight version, right. so it didn't matter. And then once you get past that, you're you're basically in like a lot a room, and then you've got certain options. There's like a simulator thing. There's a uh, there's a uh, uh, Thing, a scenario choice thing, there's mm -hmm. a save load thing, and they're all cunningly designed to look like lockers and computers. It's very Wing Commander-esque. It's very Wing Commander, exact Mundo. Uh, and so, uh, if you, the first thing you do is go to your, is pick a scenario. Okay, now, and I'm going to kick you in here in a second, but I'm just going to name these sure, off, man. and I'm going to let you jump in. You've got, this thing has six campaigns, okay? And they're, each campaign is based in a different area. You've got, uh, and, they, and they're in different difficulties. Okay, you've got campaign one, Europe, two, South America, three, Central America, four, Middle East, five, Southeast Asia, and six in Alaska. North to Alaska. Going on the Russia zone. Uh, the first one I did right away was Central America because it was the easiest one. That's the one I picked first. I don't know what you ended up picking. I did. I went with the easiest first. Okay, as well. so with all that said, both this game comes up. The cool, it's got the cool opening. It's got the interface comes up. Then you go to your briefings. You take it from there. What did you think of all this? And what did you think of the opening before the actual game begins? So, like I said, I watched the opening. Yeah. Because, I mean, what else am I going to do? You got to, right? Uh, and then I was like, all right, I'm ready to see what this thing has. Wait a minute. Okay. You watched the opening? 
Yeah. Because you, I don't think you could skip the opening, can you? No. So that's why you watch it. Yeah. Okay, because normally you just skip right past it. That's what I, I'm hitting all the buttons on my controller. I'm bashing on the <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so um, you get in, and you're in the room, and then I'm like, okay. So the first thing you notice is that you've got the simulator, because you don't always get that in these sorts of games. And the simulator is cool. It lets you fly around. It lets you blow up targets. And uh, it says, without the fear of death, you yeah. know, because obviously when you get it for real, you, you die or whatever. Yeah. So... Um, I went in the simulator, I flew around for a while, it was fine. Uh, then I went to the brief, you're, you're sort of railroaded into, into doing these things in the, in the correct order. So, Because um, one door says no engine. Right, yeah. right. You go into the briefing room, or no, I'm sorry, you go into the, the war room first, and that's where you see the big map of the world. Yeah. Okay. And as you said, it's like the, the powers that be have waited until everything is just spiraling out of control <laughs> yeah, to act. All sorts of problems. <laughs> yeah. And so um, you, that's where you choose your your mission. Now, this is where I first ran into a problem. Really? Because they don't Already? make it they don't make it super clear where to click uh -huh. to accept the mission. So what you do is you click on a uh, you click on the the map room. Do we not have a map room on this? I don't have a map. Oh room. Oh my gosh! The map room. The best part of this game. It's just the map. The best part of this game is the stuff that you're not going to get to see. So I urge you. If you're watching this live, to like check this minute. out. You think the best part of the game is the game part I'm, I'm, before I'm the actual I'm going to explain why. All right. I'm going to explain why. So picture in your mind, um, a uh, you're in a war room. Okay, you click on a country, and then all of a sudden the printer goes wild. It's got the tractor feed paper, <laughs> and it starts spitting out <laughs> like this. It does do that. Okay, and so then you you click on the paper to accept the mission. And then you get dumped back out into the lobby. Okay, you're in the lobby, and okay, you, you're on. You're on it now. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so then you go into the war room. Okay. And the war room is where the meat and potatoes of the operation are. You're sat in a theater, one of these military theater rooms where they've got a uh, a flickery, um, you know, slideshow slash movie thing that is playing. Yeah. And it gives you the whole backstory. And uh, and it does it in such a way like there's it's animated the, the the guy that's given the presentation is raising and lowering his hand. It's also very Wing Commandery. Yeah, yeah, but it's better. It's better oh, than Wing Commander. Okay. This part of the game is better than Wing Commander. All right. Um, it it takes you through the slides. It shows you, and it's it's some pictures are in black and white, some pictures are in color. There's things that are circled. It looks ultra realistic. It looks like, of course, I've never been in a real war room, but in my oh, mind, it looks like I'd be That's, like the guy, and I'd be like the guy in the Kubrick movie. It's like Gomer Pyle. Um, and so, uh, but anyway, um, then this is the part that's really awesome is then it shows you, it cuts away, and a guy talks to you a little bit more, and then it shows, like, the second part, and it shows you, like, this, like, flickery, like, film strip version of the three-dimensional targets that you need to destroy. Yeah. So it's actually showing you the things in 3D on a movie, within a movie screen, within the game, the things that you have to destroy. And to me, this just floored me because I've never seen that kind of attention to detail before. Normally, when you play one of these games, you get in the menu screen, and the menus or the, 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 the briefing screen is just a, a wall of text, and then it says click to continue, and then you're in. This game 
has really turned me around on Core because Core did it what? right this time. This is the, this is what it took. This is what it took. Okay. This is the first Core game. No, I take it back because Jaguar is good too. Yeah, you actually put over a couple Core games. Now. But I mean, this is on the upper echelon of Core design games, solely due to the fact the of the the pre-mission briefing is so comprehensive, and it really makes you feel like you're prepared to take on the challenge. And that's the feeling you want to have before you get into your helicopter. Seems like Desert Strike or Jungle Strike had that very similar setup. It was similar, but it wasn't. It didn't have the full motion video of the the targets. It didn't have all the animation from the guys. It just all the games do this. This yeah. game does it best. It, it, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I agree with that. So you were sold before the actual fighting began. You were ready. You I was ready, mostly sold. You yes. were ready to kill. So once you, of course, you by this point you've picked your theater war. You've, you've been briefed, and now it's time to kit out your plane, or your, I keep calling it a plane, your helicopter. And the helicopter, now I'll tell you what I did, uh, because if you, get it, if you get the manual out, you can have a list of what all the weapons do. Right? This is but, what I'm talking about. If you're watching the video version now, this is the 3D versions yeah. of the enemies. Uh, but anyways, you could, what I did was just hit auto, because I didn't know any better. But you could, so one thing we complain about in these games, they need a they need a feature that does it for you. Mm -hmm. This one has a feature. This one that does, does it for it you. For you. That and the and the cool thing about it is that once you go into the theater war and you play a couple missions, you can decide. Like I had a couple favorite weapons, and then I was able to go in. But just having that auto and removing that choice right off the bat made this game so much more pleasant. Anything to that play. was a heat seeker, I was I was right. on board. You right. can't, unfortunately, you can't pack nothing but those. Yeah. If you could, I would have been on board. So once you, uh, there's a cool picture of your plane or your helicopter. What is wrong with me mentally tonight? My brain's sure. goo. Then it, it could just go to the game, but it shows your copters spinning mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they got all this part. I was, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. This is all good. But I was like, you know, why can't I remember this game? What occurred to me the second I started the game? I don't like the game. That's mm. why I don't remember it. And one, and the main reason I don't like it is they went with a. Um, what I would call a unique control system, depending on what what how what you did. I used the mouse, uh, and I hated using the mouse. I hated it. I, let me repeat this. I did. I hated it. Uh, I couldn't control my chopper or the crap with the mouse. Now the the uh, uh, the manual talks about the joystick controls, but I could never get my joystick. Joystick squat. joystick controls are only supported on the PC version. That it will that explain. Are you kidding me? It says that in the manual right underneath where it says joystick controls. I, I guess I didn't look that close. Well, that explains why I couldn't get the joysticks to work on anything I tried. So you're stuck with the mouse. Now, or the keyboard. With all that said, both. I mean, you have to sort of use them both anyway mm -hmm. it goes. Uh, the mouse controls are to to fire up your engines, basically. you you I believe that you hit the right mouse button and push forward. And that'll fire it up. And then if you pull backwards with the mouse, it fires them down. If you push forward with the mouse with no buttons pressed, you'll kind of, it's like tipping the, the, the helicopter forward. And then if you pull backwards on the mouse with no buttons pressed, it's like tipping it back. It's like tipping your thing backwards. And if you hit the button, you can shoot. And I believe if you hit both buttons, you can go through all the weapons. And you can also use the keyboard for some of this stuff as, as well. Uh, it seems, in theory, like it would be a good competent way to play this. It, I sucked at this. I was no, I was the, the dirt worst to get through this game. I could not function with that setup. I just couldn't do it. Uh, the uh, And I rigged up something on the mister to try it with a, with a game pad, you know, which it didn't work that good. 
so anyway, it went. I was. I mean, this is this is the unique design choice they made. Was this control setup? Uh, it's funny, and I wonder before I get your opinion on the control. So we haven't talked about this. No. We never do. Another thing I, that makes me think that this was not a popular choice is I went through YouTube. I was like, listen, I can't get very far in this. I, and I, how am I going to talk about this game without seeing what's going on? So I went to YouTube to find foot, some footage of like further into the game. You know, mm-hmm. there is no footage of further into the game. There's footage of, I mean, most people get in the game, fail horribly, and give up. They, you see the first level of whatever you picked over and over with hardly anyone get, getting anywhere. I saw a guy on the Dolph version go two or three missions into a scenario. But what this tells me is, and it's not because I couldn't find it, because I looked, it's not there. What this tells me is, this is the game that is not getting played to length. And when we, this is one of the rare games where there's no playthrough at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you, did you notice this as well when yeah. you were looking around? Oh, thank God. So, and I'm guessing part of the reason is either it's, it can't be that obscure, I don't think, I think it's people have trouble with. I think it's difficult to play. And one of the things I noticed when you're not in the simulator is like the first mission, it's an easy mission, Central America, right? The setup is good. Like I like the HUD. I like the controls on the control panel. It's all good. Uh, You can flip through different radars and targeting. I had no problem with that. Uh, uh, And the funny thing is even the there's an arrow. It's your standard thing. There's a compass at the top. There's an arrow that's got your waypoints on it. Easy peasy, right? That all works. But when you get down into the actual throwdown on this, like, I was just getting murdered, peppered continuously. Like, there's no, like, on easy mode, I was getting hammered. One of the things I like about this is, like, a mech game, it'll hi- it'll show a picture of your chopper, it'll show different areas of your chopper getting affected, and now whatever hits you will affect what, what part of the chopper got hit. Mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. I like that, too. But it's not fun whenever you're sitting there and it looks like your chopper is just going bing, 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 because mm-hmm. everything is just crushing you. You know, I'm hitting all the, I'm dropping fly the whole nine yards. I'm getting up nowhere. And the main problem I had was getting the speed right, getting the altitude right, getting up, being able to line up the weapons, which is why the heat seeker was so important to me, because I had so much trouble lining up my other weapons on the targets to hit them. Nosing down, it was the, it, I just, it, maybe it was me, I didn't have the acumen. With all that said, what did you think of the controls and all that sort of thing like I just spoke on? Um, I tend to like mouse-based control setups. Yeah, me too. Um, I think, and I don't think that I had the trouble that you did because I really made a thorough, thorough study of this manual. Uh, they tell you over and over again that you have to attack this game in a way that almost doesn't even seem like you're playing a game. You have to fly slow, you have to fly low. And if you don't do those things, then you're going to get destroyed. Because when those because when you're flying high, that's that's triggering the radar, your the radar system that makes the bogeys come in. So if you get above a certain altitude and you stay there, it's over. And if I didn't read that in the manual, I would have never known. I read that. I read. The, I've got the manual. I looked through it. I missed the joystick. I'll grant you, but I looked through the the bulk of it, and I did try. I did lower, and it did. I did get less ground attack. The problem I had though was crashing, which I did a lot. Well, yes. And then hitting stuff. I did mm-hmm. that a lot. And also 
just the ability to control my vehicle made it difficult for me to drive that you low. You know, it's interesting that you compare this to like a mech game because I think in a lot of ways a helicopter simulator it has a lot more in common with a mech game than a flight simulator because you could you don't you're not constantly in movement yeah. and you're dealing with actually flying behind terrain and using it to hide and things like that. So, um, this game I'm not saying that I was great at this game because I wasn't. Yeah. But I felt like I had an okay grasp of the the controls. I do think that this is another one of these games where playing with an Amiga mouse that is just by its very nature less sensitive than a than a modern laser based mouse is going to be to your advantage because it is very touchy, especially when you're flying at low altitudes. One thing I was never able to do was figure out how to line my gun sights up with anything, with any sort of regularity. Yeah. I played this game just like you did as far as the weapon choice. I, I used heat seekers, I used homing devices whenever I could. And when I ran out of those, I was screwed. Yeah. Did you, did, how far, how did you get past the well, missions? Well, here's the thing. I played the Central America mission probably three or four times to completion. I could not figure out how to trigger the end of the mission. You have to fly back. Okay, well, right. I, I tried flying back, but right. I, I mean, do you have to land back on the H? You have to land, yeah. Okay, because I did that. I landed. Oh, I didn't I land didn't on do the it, H. By the way, I saw. And I couldn't I find. Okay, and I in the videos that I saw because I, I tried to find some videos just because I knew I was missing something. So I feel like I got good enough to where I could blow everything up. Yeah. And I and I could land. I mean, landing in this game is not hard because all you're doing is you reduce your throttle at a slow enough speed that you eventually just yeah, touch down. You have a choice. Now, what That's was what was hard was landing. Now there is a mode where you can open it up and you can look down underneath. They call it bomber mode. Yeah, um, it's but got multiple angles. Yeah. Right, but I was never able to land back on the the pad thing, and maybe that's what I was missing. This game offers a wide variety of missions, but when it comes down to it, it is a lot like Jungle Strike or Urban Strike in 3D, where you're basically you know you're a helicopter that's got lots of guns. You're gonna be blowing stuff up. Yeah, and I really, I would have liked this to be more like Afterburner or something. I wish the controls. There's a lot to like here. I'm not here to bury this thing, and. In fact, if I hadn't remembered this game from back in the day and remembered the problems I had then, I would be a lot more leery of talking about it in a bad way control because I played it with the Mister and I played I didn't even try to play this on my actual Amiga because I knew the mouse was gonna be no good. Mm -hmm. So I tried the Mister, I tried it on uh, Amiga Forever, right? And they both mm -hmm. played fine, but you're right. I turned the sensitivity, I messed with sensitivity on the mouse a little bit. You know, but I remember this being a pain in my butt on the original Amiga with the original mouse when the mouse was less crappy mm -hmm. back in the old days. Mm -hmm. And so I did have some, fun, at least I had some basis right. for the control because I never, I could never control this. And I played other games. We've done simulators in here before where I had a lot better luck. And I think there's a lot to like here, but it's going to come down to perfecting your ability to control your chopper. Yeah. You know, and... Because, uh, again, if, if you're good at this game and you can control your chopper, the one guy that I saw that was confident, he made this look easy. You know how? Huh. Exactly like you said. He went, he was s s slowly and smoothly went toward the waypoint. He would see a target, one target. He would veer over. He would shoot it. He would move on. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. And it worked great. Because when I went in at first, it was just like you're getting hammered. Right. And you're right. If you don't learn a, a little bit about how to... Like, operate like I the, I knew what they wanted I just couldn't make my chopper do what they mm -hmm. wanted 
You know, so it's it's strictly a control thing for me. Yeah. Um, I will say that I like the way uh, because you're not messing because I mean again the joystick offers you so many points of contact. If you were using a stick, you essentially have to rely on the keyboard for one more button. The the joy the mouse by its nature gives you two buttons to work with, which is another advantage. I didn't have any problems with throwing out chaff, switching angles, switching weapons. All of that stuff kind of sits under your fingers pretty well. I, I don't have any complaints about the uh, the way that the controls are laid out. Um, I do wish that uh, they would have given you a some sort of an on-screen scorecard of what you need to do. For example, if you have to destroy four tanks, I'd like to see something up in the corner that says four out of four tanks remaining. Yeah, because really all you get is like when you destroy something that's pivotal to the mission, it'll tell you. Right. And when you've finished everything off in the mission, it'll tell you that. Right, and right. Then, and then that's, but that's pretty and, much all I get. And you. so, and this is one of these games where because it is a truly open environment, uh, you can just start flying around and they'll say, you're leaving the mission area, but you look around and a lot of these environments are so sparse you can't sometimes tell where the mission area is and yeah. where it's not. And I didn't, I didn't knock points off. Listen, this is not a modern flight. No. This is, this is a, your old pointy mountains, mm -hmm. your splotches. You know, we've played games on this show that were far more detailed on the ground. Even yeah. something like, like wings, for example, is way more detailed on the ground, and that's mm -hmm. got nothing. You right. Know? Uh, but with all that said, uh, it's it's good enough. I mean, you, I played stuff on the Atari. 8-bit and the and the Coco, mm -hmm. you know, and you'd be begging for something. Oh yeah, good. absolutely. And plus, this has they do a good job with the atmosphere. And like I said, in terms of the what the setup of your chopper the, and your the flipping through different screens, stuff, it's you know once you learn how to do it, it's pretty helpful. And yeah. it, they provide you with good uh, information. Let me ask you a question: If you're playing, and I'm not talking about like an arcade style game, I'm talking about your full-on, full-blown. Simulator with a capital S. Yeah. Would you rather play an airplane flight simulator or a helicopter flight simulator? I think an airplane one's simpler, if you want the truth, because you're not moving like you do in a chopper. A chopper presents special problems because you know you can go backwards, you can go up and down, mm -hmm. like on a, on the drop of a hat. Whereas in an airplane, you're, it's it's sort of like I'm not gonna say it's like a car, but it sort of is. I mean, mm -hmm. there's momentum. You're going mm -hmm. one way. I mean, you can go up and down. That's the additional thing. But I mean, basically, you're going forward in a chopper. There's no rules, you know. So it's harder to control. But I think uh, in this case, I think the control choice. I would. I mean, the, while they would not have a, a joystick control on the Amiga, and but would have one on DOS, that seems ludicrous to me. Well, is it because the DOS joysticks at the time came with two buttons? Because it seemed like from the very earliest days of the craft sticks, they be. all had two buttons. It, yeah, well, they did have at least two. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, I, I suppose that's part of it. But, I mean, listen, there are plenty of Amiga games that will let you grab hold of the keyboard. Sure. And I wonder, you know, I saw, I'll jump to it now. I looked these up on eBay. Mm -hmm. This game's not very expensive, which I was kind of surprised. Because it's, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would I wonder if this thing came with like a keyboard overlay or anything, Maybe that so. would, which would have probably would have went a long way. Mm -hmm. Having looked at the manual, it's a pretty. It's I mean, you when you look at these manuals, I looked at one on Lemon that was typed in. So I don't know if you looked at one that was digitized. I saw the digitized. I saw. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how good the manual is, but I I had enough information. Yeah. Tells you about the things you're shooting at mm -hmm. and the uh, and what your armaments are, you know. But I, much like yourself, the armaments didn't come into play too much for me because it was. I wasn't good enough to control anything but the heat seekers. Mm -hmm. um, 
we uh, we did have a look at this. We mentioned it a couple times that this came out on several systems. I had a look at the DOS version here, and there I would say in a lot of ways, I think the Amiga version's better. Uh, certainly, the sound is 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 better. Uh, but uh, uh, you know they're they're close. I mean, it's not like they reinvented the wheel on the DOS side. You know, but the DOS side did come out later than the than the Amiga version. So I would wager. They probably tightened it up a little bit. Haven't watched someone. I watched a guy play the DOS version, and the DOS version looked pretty good. I mean, it looked like it, it looked like it was moving pretty well. Uh, of course, also with DOS, you never know exactly what your what machine you're looking at when somebody plays. Boy, it. that screen looks a lot better. Well, that's a loading screen. That's what you, that's well, what you do. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, uh, I think you could probably. I, I mean, I don't know why you'd go away from the Amiga unless you want to play with a DOS joystick. It might be interesting. You know, something else, it could be an analog thing. Maybe that's why they supported it. I bet that's it. I bet you know, that's it. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Boat. So, uh, but, uh, you know, you got me to thinking when it comes to the Mech Warrior comparison on this. I mean, I think you're dead on there. This is a quite a bit like driving a Mech around. We, me and the TSI guys have been playing a little Mech Warrior on Saturdays every once in a while. And that is sort of what it reminded me of. But the thought of driving a Mech with just a mouse. That would be tough. That I would, would be much rather tough. have shortcuts yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm going to fall on this. Uh, while you're getting the Patreon or while you're getting up the Discord stuff, I did have a look at this uh, on uh, on Lim and to see how it scored, uh, boat, and it scored very very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people at Lemon gave it an eight point four one. That's real high yeah. on Lemon. Yeah, and the reviews for this were real good. Uh, your Amiga Action uh, gave it a ninety two. Amiga Computer ninety. Amiga Format ninety. Even Amiga Joker gave this an 86, and Amiga Power gave it an 86. So you've got high marks across the board. This scored a blank at 90, mm-hmm. which that's amongst the best-reviewed things we've ever seen right. on the show. Yeah. So clearly other people have gotten hold of the mouse control. It's better than myself, uh, uh, but you know, it's a caveat. Well, uh, if I was reviewing this game, I'd have a real hard time knocking its controls because... Yeah. It's a control system that takes a bit to come to grips with, just like Newsflash flying a real helicopter. Yeah. You know, so if you're in the simulation business, I would be I would be loath to sort of bury this game's control scheme unless I was real, real confident in my simulator knowledge that this was not really doing it. You know, a couple of little tidbits uh, before we get to the Discord. Uh, There's they, no Discord reviews this week. Oh, no one way. gave this yeah, a that's shot? That's why I haven't taken that one yet. That, well, that, well, I can understand that. So get this. I was nosing around. There was think about this. We're talking about the controls. There were you know we talked about this thing came out for the ST and came out for the Amiga. So Atari was like, we got to get some action here, and they they had a CD a Jaguar CD port of this plan. I can see that. Can you imagine controlling this in the Jag controller? Listen, you got all those buttons for you all got your all different the weapons. Buttons, <laughs> but holy smokes, they also did a remake of this uh, when the uh, for the DOS uh, machines in 96. Oh, okay. So there's a better version out there, and that might be to the interest of, of uh, some people. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's all we've got on that. It's, uh, I would say, uh, a decent game. Uh, I'm surprised that no one gave this a whirl. Mm-hmm. I really am. I am a too. lot of people like simulators. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and like I said, I don't want to sound like the jerk. But I didn't have fun with this one, and it's, you know, and so, and you had some of the same problems. But I think I had more fun with it than you did. Yeah, this game is more up my alley. I like a slow. I like the Mech Warrior games too. You know, I, funnily enough, 
my least favorite part of the Mech Warrior games are the parts where you're blowing stuff up. I enjoy just the piloting of the mech, coming to grips with the controls and moving around the train. Um, so you need to play like Microsoft Flight Simulator with a helicopter. Right. Okay. That's what I want. When's That's that coming want. out for the Amiga <laughs> on the Scorpion engine? There you go, folks. All right. Well, Aaron, it's time to see what's been going on on the old YouTube channels. We've had a, we've had a, we've released a couple things here, Boaster. Uh, of course, uh, not to go into it, but we uh, Boat and his crew. What's the name of this band that released the, the June song? Bugs? The June Bugs. They've got uh, their little video out from last week. If you if you care to have a look at it, uh, uh, I like that one actually. It's pretty you. good, especially the remake. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of burials. All right, let's talk about this week's offering on the Atari ST show boat. It's rock and roll clams. Yeah. What do you remember about this uh, particular item? This is this is a real, uh, this is something all right, rock and roll clams. Yeah. You know, you take sort of a lukewarm game concept and you pair it with an absolutely horrible backstory. Yeah. And lo, it came to pass. Rock and roll clams was birthed out of the fallopian tubes of the Atari ST. You know, I never get tired of burying this game because it's such a disaster. Yeah. We hate every part of it. The, the, the plot is dumb. Mm -hmm. The execution's no good. And the, and everything about it is just goofy. Yeah. Even the manual is goofy. Mm -hmm. the, everything about it, goofy. So, yeah, we didn't enjoy Rock and Clash, but if you want to see a full-on 25-minute... Boy, we went 36 minutes of burial <laughs> action on this. That's mm -hmm. long for our show. Yeah. And we must have just killed... I think I could check it out. But, yeah, check us out at the Atari ST show... Uh, they can't all be winners, no. but that's for darn sure. Um, lastly, uh, on the show this week, well, heck, we might as well get to this. Me and, me and the Brent did a little show. You may have heard of it. It's called ARG Presents. And this week, you know, we spun the wheel last week, and we picked the thing I put in there. I couldn't mm -hmm, believe it. Mm -hmm. And it was the games that killed the Midway boat. They killed it. Yeah. Midway. Can yeah. you believe they're gone? They've been gone for They've so long. They've been gone for a long time. And so I thought, that, I told the brothers, like, let's look at, let's see if we can pick a couple games out if we can narrow it down. Where'd they go off the rails? And I think we came up with a couple quality entries here. The Brent went with sort of the slam dunk. Yeah. MK Mythology Sub Zero. Now I would, I did I, I don't think you brought this up on the on the on the show. Yeah. They did do other mythologies games, didn't they? Or well, was this no. the only one? They did another game that had uh, uh, Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade and Jackson. Mm -hmm. It was called like MK, like I don't know, Commando. I mean, it's it's an abomination uh, onto man. Okay. It's even worse than this. Okay. But this was the first Mortal Kombat game that got released, and people were like, this isn't very good. Mm. All the other ones, they were like, this is great. Right. By the time the other one came out, they were like, oh, this is another dud. Mm. So that's why he picked this one. I think he made the right call. I went with uh, with John Woo Presents Stranglehold, which I never played. Uh, and this was actually uh, not a bad game at all. I enjoyed my time with it, but they spent $30 million on yeah. this game, and yeah. they sold... A million copies, which didn't even come close to making back their money, and this was their first big-time title, and it lost a ton, and they never made another dime after this movie came, after this game came out. So it goes to show you that uh, uh, being in the game industry, especially that heady uh, era, there it was tough. Yeah, and there were going to be winners, there were going to be losers, and you weren't. And they were also finding out that to make these AAA titles, you were in for you were in for millions and millions, not tens of millions. Yeah. And when you fail at you that, know, you fail. People always ask, well, why are they making another Call of Duty? There's a, well, there's yeah. a reason why. 
It's yeah. called because they want to stay in business because those are the games they know will finance all their other projects. I think I read that uh, their competition when this came out, uh, when John Woo presents Stranglehold came out, which is Assassin's Creed. Uh, that was a tw- that was a twenty million dollar game. Another right? really but expensive game. They sold, I think, it was like nine million copies. Or something like that. that's mm-hmm. a ludicrous number. Right. It was wildly so when successful. When you sell nine million, oh, you're making you're you're swimming in water right. like Scrooge McDuck. Right. When you sell one million, you're not swimming in water. No, no. You know, so you're waiting you in water. We had a good time with this one. It's been pretty well received. So, friend ARG, uh, check us out uh, on that one. Let's head over to the Amigo stream team. Just a couple offerings that we're here to talk about, Boat. Uh, I want to talk about uh, our good buddy, 48K, the K-Man. He's back, and this time, boat. He's got the vacuum out. You know he's serious with the vacuums on the desk. He's recapping in Tier City Model 100. Did you? Oh, the 100. The 100, boat. Uh, And this is, and he gets down and funky, Mm. as you know. And one thing about uh, one thing about forty eight K Rams, he's not, he'll just take the whole stream and just do recap it and chat. Mm-hmm. You got to have a special sort of jack to yeah. pull that off. No, I would not be able to oh, do that. Man. I'd stick uh, the soldering iron would be on my hand I'd be in my well, eye. That's, well, that's where the <laughs> camera was on or not. That'd be happening. But anyway, check him out. That's uh, our good buddy forty eight K Ram off of his channel. And remember, if you want to uh, check him out on Twitch, you can look him up. His channel is called forty eight K Ram. And he uh, usually broadcasts every Tuesday around 7 o'clock. I think this coming Tuesday he said he was going to be off, but he should be back in action the week after. Uh, and it's always a good time over there. Uh, we also want to touch on uh, the Sprite Castle this week. I actually caught some of this. I didn't catch it all, but it was near and dear to my heart, boat. It's our good buddy, the Flaxster, Jack yeah. Flack. Jack Flack is back. And this time out, it's all kinds of different versions of the Spy Hunter. I like Spy Hunter. Oh, man. You and me both, dude. And so he goes through. That's the good thing about, like, the Mister and stuff and all, and all these different ways. He, he goes through and plays the C64. He plays Atari Coleco. The Coleco vision off the charts. Mm, the I haven't NES done that. version he plays. Mm-hmm. He plays a whole bunch of them. Uh, and 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 he even then he didn't get them all. There were so many, mm. you know. But these are fun to watch. It's and the thing is, you can go watch comparison videos or whatever. But I mean, when you've got someone there sitting there playing it, and talking about it, you get a lot more with the experience. It's it's great. And of course, you got a, one of the great orators, one of the great uh, uh, one of the great speakers there in 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 retro gaming. Mm-hmm. Jack Flack here. He's leading you down the path. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to catch his show, just go over to uh, Twitch. Please, and favorite Rob O'Hara, all one word. He does his streams every Wednesday about 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's definitely worth checking out. And both, I believe this week, that is all we've got, my friend. All right. Well, it's time to talk about last week's Patreon Song Challenge. Uh, Last week, we did the Beatles' I Feel Fine. You know, I always heard growing up that that was the first instance of distortion on a pop record. If you remember the beginning of that song, has that wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I always heard. I'm going, I'm going to say yes, because it's the Beatles. That's right. So, uh, Flack. Speaking of Flack, he was number one with a bullet. He with also the correct knows a little answer. bit about music. He knows too, a little right? bit about the old music. Uh, Edvin Helland also got it correct. Jacob probably told him. He knows. Ball burial. Mitsuyama also got it correct. So, congratulations to all. Three of you for nice winning work. the Patreon Song Challenge. Well done. If you would like to enter this week's Patreon Song, I'm so used to looking at the camera over yeah. here that I'm looking over here. Uh, if you'd like to enter this week's Patreon Song Challenge, 
you can by sending me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. I will now choose the winner on next week's game. If you're watching the show live on the Twitch chat, please don't write your answer in the chat. Make it fun for everyone and send me an email with your correct answer. Here we go. Data Dog UK, Scooby, Daniel James Miller, Mashpar. Explore in Big Ada, Robo Doctor, Pack Billy, Rob, David, Power, Price, Jazz Dog, Art, Typer, Bump, Face, Boo, Hands, Chris, Edwards, Pet, Soul Alarm, Albert Kemp, We Like What We Like, Mr. Chip, Big Price, Herman V, Wonder, The HSM, Mark Richardson, David, Herner, MK, Roma K, David, Terrence, Jude, Carlos, Mother, Mobius, The Phantom Magnus, Seth Yates, Alistair, Fiend, David Z, Jojo Zansky, The Amique Show, Daniel Crabtree, Oh Super Hanky, Crazy Loomis, I can human, William Vinterscott, Heavy Systems, Lord, Mark Bynland, Olaf Hope, Oil of Hope, Adam Breeder, Dave Velociraptor, Cowboy Dan Williams, Luke Sun, Bomb the Pass, Protoss NL, Soul and Size Attack Mage, Yogan Mysticola, Don Bernard Lucas, Arlington, Soap Club, Reflections, I'm a Ledge, Captain Caspi, Killer Bats of Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Minator, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Quinn, RMC Trudeau, Joseph, Calada, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Sower, Bogbit Rollenberg, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, Leif Kalan, Alkebab, Chekoti Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perone, Creepy Dead Boy, Fellow Norris, Stephen Sorgard Borton, Edmund Helland, Christopher Hassel, Chris Folzor, Rizuru, Graham Febke, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Oh, Duncan Styles Tapes from the Crypt, Josh, Nan, and Bradley, Jonas Rollo, THT, Eric Nelson, Daniel Bingston, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixel Don, and Kjolbjorn Barman. What is this? It's You're the, like that sign language guy that they had down was Africa or whatever. Remember the, the guy that didn't actually know yeah. sign language? That's what you look like. Well, that, that's that, that's the visual element. That's what they boy, say. I'll tell you what, it matched up quite well with the audio. That's for sure. All right. So, uh, if you know that, John at AmigosPodcast.com, if you'd like to be part of the Patreon song, hey, head on over to Patreon.com slash AmigosPodcast. You get all kinds of benefits. You get to be part of the Patreon That's song. That's how you're going to build it? That's right. You get to be part of that? You get to be part of that. You get to be part of the Amigos Stellar Discord server, where only the best and the brightest gather. And, of course, you get one of those sweet, sweet magnets at the end of the year. So, complete your collection. Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Aaron, mm. what are we playing? Oh, I almost forgot. We can't go any further. You know, speaking of the Twitch chat, the Twitch chat was very active during the song. I don't actually yeah. see what is scrolling by. Oh, you can only yeah. assume it was mountains of compliments. No, it's because they were they were writhing in their seats and their hands were hitting the keyboard involuntarily. <laughs> oh, God! We also have some fine, fine folks that join us every Friday night around 5 o'clock to watch us live on Twitch. Some of them even subscribe to us on Twitch, and they include the following. Texas Foosballer, Petzl, KZ9Zap, Edvin Helland, Harlod, 
Amistef, Negsol, Buck Owens, Happy Coding ZX, Steve Burtz, Paco Take, Pints and Amiga, Super Tech Boy, Oil of Hope, Jigglebox, Brock 101, Tin Foil, Blue Train, Still Adolescing, Real Retro Dude, Duh Project, Spinny 108, Lumen 808, Eeyore 4077, Holy Guacamole, Mr. Rocket, Retro Jerry, HSEI Ken, Amiga Live, Tenmark, Mitsuyama, Christian Russell, Dave, 7G1000, Rob O'Hara, Beachbum7, Jabasoft, Brother Bill, Da, Krabs, MTG, Hayward Heel, Micron, Twilight Zoner, Mashpie, Robin Wendell, RetroRewind.ca, Uber Scuba Diver, John Marshall 3, and TSI Matt. Thank oh, you man. so much for subscribing to us on Twitch. What a crew right there. Holy smokes. Yeah. All right, Aaron, what's on the docket for next week? Let's see, folks. The winner is... Uh, Simulcra. Simulcra. No idea about Simulcra. this one. Simulcra? I think it's Simulcra. Simulcra. What does Sim that mean? Simulcra. Is next week Sim Week? No, this what? week was Sim Week. What Every is, week Sim Week. I don't well, know if I told What is that? You. It's called Simulcra. Well, what are you simulating? May, hopefully it simulates in a simple... <laughs> I hope this isn't like birth, the birthing of wife simulator or something. That would be weird for us, by the way. All right. So we hope you've enjoyed this romp through the world of helicopter simulation. We'll see you next week. And until then, adios. adios.